I think the the best dream I've ever had, if anyone ever asks me about if I've had any cool dreams, this is one I tell them, was um, the Penguin was getting financial advice from the Joker, uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. That's that's what. Of all people, you think like Superman not good with money, Wonder <laughs> Woman not good with money, the Joker not good with money, Aquaman like the Penguin has his own nightclub. I don't understand what is going on here. Why was that the way that he went? Um, I think he was worried about being a B-list villain in the dream, and he's like, well, "How come I never come up with all the schemes?" Which isn't true. Um, but the Joker was just like, "Ah, oh, it's because I can." Um, handle my budget better, and then it cut to that. <laughs> and then he just pushed out a fucking whiteboard. Just, just... Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this is what I'm spending a month on uh, laughing gas. It is quite a bit, but as you can see, I have all these possible revenue streams. I mean, as well we know, the Joker, he doesn't he doesn't mess around with the IRS. He's got to have everything down. Yeah. <laughs> He'll he'll beat you with a crowbar, but he is not going to jail for tax fraud. That is not tax evasion is never going to happen. Not to the Joker. Exactly. <laughs> going to jail for tax evasion is just you know it's chump. That's yeah, you, absolutely. You've been chumped out. You don't go to the asylum for that. You go to regular real ass jail. Obligatory 10 seconds of silence. St- st- right into the... Right into the... Come on. Where, where is your professionalism? Don't need it. God damn it. Every time we try and start these off really nicely. And, and, and every time, every time you do something... just the, Actually, yesterday you didn't. I guess you get a pass for today because you were nice yesterday. Yeah, yesterday was you. No, yesterday. I, I, I was good yesterday. Yesterday was our probably our most professional interview that we've done because we're terrible. No, it's because we were scared I mean, the whole time. I was like, oh, <laughs> no, no. Oh. Who who needs professionalism? You just you just shake it out. You just try and be as personal as possible. That's that's how you get the best interviews. I think. Oh yeah, but we're yeah we're we're not actually like this. We're faking it. We we don't uh, we don't again. We're very professional in real mm-hmm. life. All of this is an act. Yeah, we I wear understand. business suits every single day to bed in the shower. We're like we're like never nudes, but with business suits. Interesting. Is it is it a three button suit or two buttons? Three button. Ah, okay, very professional then. I yeah. see. Yeah. It's it's really rough on the leather of my suitcase. Uh, you know, wearing it in the shower like. Uh, yeah. But how else are you going to do business? You got to yeah. do business in the shower. Eliminate all your papers before. <laughs> One day we're going to do a normal interview. One day it's going to go real normal and feel uh, like like we're professionals. Uh, no. And that'll be the day I quit, I think. Yeah. Um, so since we've done our 10 seconds of silence, uh, we definitely didn't. 
but I appreciate that you feel like there was 10 seconds in there where you were quiet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> My name's Rebecca. Not do it with laughing. You can't even keep it together. Come on. Come on. My name's Rebecca. <laughs> and this is Steven. And today... Hello, my name's Steven. <laughs> and today uh, we're sitting down with uh, Harvey Clark, who is the creator of the Paper Please supplement on DMs Guild, which is uh, wonderful, and I can't wait to gush all about that in a minute. Hello. Hi. Hello, Harvey. Oh my goodness. I, I'm so delighted that we're talking to you today. It's been a rough one, and uh, it, we've had to jump through a lot of hoops to get here, but I'm very excited. Oh, as am I. I mean, I think that's always the thing, isn't it? With um, like with technical hiccups as well as real ones, after they start, it's difficult to get them to stop. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, yes, absolutely. It, it starts to spiral For very, me, very quickly. I chew on peanut butter, but there's no way to put peanut butter in a computer. Ah. Um, mm. So... I mean, you could, but it probably wouldn't do much good for the computer. I mean, we could try it. I'm not going to rule it out. I'm not tech savvy at all. Russell would be mad. Russell would be real mad. But I would just look at him and be like, I thought peanut butter would help. It was a hiccup, so I just put it right in there and I slathered it good. And let me tell you, it did not hiccup anymore. You need to get sure. You need to make sure you get peanut butter with chunks, not smooth. That's that's. Uh... Yeah. Well, you have to have something to chew on, you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird they're not peanut chunks, though. It's something else. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Mysterious chunky peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. Oh man, it'd be worse if I used like the like the goobers, the the schmuckers, where it's both the peanut butter and jelly in the Gross, jar. No. Yeah. What? You, you, you can get that? Oh my god, yes, it's absolutely. It's America, we can get anything. It is the worst. <laughs> yeah, if you can imagine a horrible idea, we're on it. Uh, they they came out with, um with like, um so a lot of people in America will mix like like ranch and ketchup or Ugh. like. What? Like mayonnaise and ketchup. And so um Hunt's, the, the ketchup company has like. Heinz. Or Heinz, thank you. Heinz. Um came out with like bottles of here's mayonnaise and ketchup here's huh. mustard and mayonnaise here's Here, ketchup and ranch and they call it cranch and that's just gross <laughs> oh first no. off it sounds awful and then like it just ranch is gross and then they did like back in the day i wish they'd bring this back the, the different colored, the colored ketchups man gross. i yeah Ah. Bright purple ketchup or bright green mustard, and you get a right on stuff. Yeah, that that's fun times. No, and that that sounds fun. That sounds like the nineties. Yeah, absolutely. The nineties were a fever <laughs> dream, and I don't want to remember most of it. <laughs> I think um, the UK has got you beat out, though, in one regard. Uh, Scotland uh, went and deep fried a Mars bar. So, I mean, that's just every fair we have here. We'll deep fry wow. everything. You you can you can go down to um, one of the convenience stores here, Sheets, and get deep fried Oreos. Deep fried Oreos. I was gonna say I remember at a fair one time they had deep fried butter, and I was like, "What, what? the fuck is this? Yeah, what how? is happening? Why are we doing this? Eat it. Yeah, no, how? hell no. <laughs> like I I'm I'm not good about what I put in my body at all, but I have certain restrictions. <laughs> 
And the idea of deep frying butter and then eating that is just no, no. There's, there's a limit. No, we 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 need to be on. The, we we need to collapse as a society if we yeah, can't no get way. past deep frying everything. Life's short. That's that's see. I guess that is true because there's a couple of them where I've been like, oh, I'd try that, like a deep fried beer. I was like, all right, I give it a shot. What the hell? Again, I feel like that's just bread. So yeah. no, they, they take the beer and they freeze it. And then they put batter around it, so that way, when it heats up, the beer is at a nice temperature, and so it has, like, a ball, and you bite into it, and it has the beer inside. Technology I mean, is that. fucking I'll insane. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know. Don't let Scotland know. <laughs> I'll keep it a secret, don't worry. Just between uh, you and I. Oh, man, I can... Only imagine some of the things... Oh, deep-fried haggis? Ugh, gross. Oh, no, oh. Just one step too far. I think when I when I came to visit America, the one food I missed the most, funnily enough, was black pudding. I don't know if you ever had black oh, pudding. Oh, black pudding is so good. I've not. I've never had. Oh, you've never had black pudding? They have it at Meekers, so you can get it with the uh, Irish breakfast. They have the black pudding, and then they have the uh, the blood pudding. They have all of that. It's so good. It's just it's a sausage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've never had it though. Yeah, it's like oh, it's it's nice. It's very nice. It's very very. It's it's a little much. I, all of that, the, like the English and the Irish breakfast. I'm like, how the hell are they doing that? Yeah, it's, and then it's, I look at ours and it's rich. just straight sugar. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> gotta have one way to start the day. <laughs> Kickstart if you want. Yeah, it, it, that's how we have to operate. Every meal that has to have just as much sugar as we can put into it. <laughs> So, uh, leaving off from from food and uh, I can do that all day. We can just talk about yeah. That. Why mean, not? Staring <laughs> into something a little more productive. We we just came up with some really great. We'll put these in Eberron. Deep fried butter and beer will ruin Eberron. Let's, Let's do it. I feel like deep fried beer would be easier to do in Eberron. I think that's fair. I think there's it's, there it's a, a very of... Sean thing. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like that, and then. Because they, they have so many vendors and street foods, I think that that would be a, a big, very big charm thing. Yeah, because then it's just like handheld beer, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, let's, spe let's, let's... Speaking of Eberron and D&D, &D, um, Harvey, um, how did you get introduced to tabletop role-playing games, D&D, &D, et cetera, et cetera? Um, so the very first time I even looked at a uh, tabletop RPG was probably when I was about 14 or 15. Um, I believe that I'd heard about D&D, &D, but 5e was still relatively new at the time, I think. I haven't fact-checked any of this. That's fine, though. <laughs> I won't tell. <laughs> but the first RPG I played was Harp, which was a high-adventure role-playing. I remember absolutely nothing about the system but i would consider it that sort of that divine spark for want of a better word which has set the rest of my life into motion so after that i had designed my own sort of system over the next two years much of which was played very fast and loose it was like hey i'm gonna roll a d20 to open this door it's like okay i got a 17 does that open it i'm like yep that does it <laughs> um <laughs> 
But as I went to college, I started to warm up to D&D. I learned the system. I got myself a physical uh, player's handbook. And I just created a, a setting of my own. And we just kind of went for it with my group of friends of the time, most of whom I uh, still play D&D with today. So yeah, that was really my, my introduction to it. And since then, I've played other things. Tales from the Loop, which is one oh. which uses the Year Zero system. Yeah, the Year Zero yeah. system. And one which came out in 2019, I think, which was the Dishonored tabletop RPG, which uses the 2D20 system. Both of those I really quite enjoy. Uh, so, I love you. Just going to say that right now. Um, oh, thank you. I love I, you. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't gotten to play the Dishonored RPG system yet. Uh, it's on my list, but Dishonored's like my favorite video game. Oh, same. Yeah. I think it's... I could I could spend a whole interview just gushing about Dishonored. Honestly, it's it's such a rich, interesting world. I really love it. It's yeah, no, it's 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 genuinely just like uh, I, I go back and I play each game at least once a year just because I just I I need more. I'm really excited for Deathloop coming up. What yes. next month? This month? Um, next this month, month, I think. This month. Unless you work at GameStop. Again. You should know. Fuck. That's that's literally your job. <laughs> We've got little papers on the registers that tell us when things it come out. It plays on the TV behind you over and on a death loop just again and again and again. <laughs> You've learned nothing. I block it out, man. It's just noise. <laughs> I'm excited about death loop. A Dishonor yeah. was enjoyable, but it, it didn't do it for me. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. I think because immediately anytime I'm like, I have to be stealthy. I'm, right, I'm going to just kill my way through everything. I can't do it. Mm. I play Hitman like that, where I run through Hitman with a shovel and just murder everyone I come across. Oh, not not with a fish? A shovel. No, no, just a shovel. I really, because mm. the shovel has like a nice javelin effect when you throw it and it just... Oh, you're right. I don't, that, that did it for me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but uh, Tales from the Loop. We played Tales from the Loop and that was, that was, that was such a fun. a fun ass game. I didn't realize it was a year zero because I played, well, I didn't play year zero, um, Mutant Year Zero, but I looked into it. Mm -hmm. I have the book. It was one of the ones I wanted to run, but I never got to. Yeah. I have a Mutant Year Zero on my bookshelf I've been meaning to play, but it's it's sitting there gathering dust, uh, just like that vacuum cleaner. That's how my, <laughs> damn it, damn it, well played, well played. <laughs> Uh, that's that's how so I bought it and I, I went through it and I read every single thing and I'm like I'm gonna do a campaign here I really want to do this and I wanted to tie it from Mutant Year Zero into Gamma World which is mm. a, a post-apocalyptic RPG from Dungeons and Dragons yeah. yeah it ran in 4e but I was like this would be really nice to have because for me Mutant Year Zero was too serious and I, I can't do serious RPGs I, I get mm. I, I immediately want to break them and just make them goofy. I don't know. I'm 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 ten. Yeah. That's no, that's fair. Like I think the joy of RPGs is you can just make them your own thing. Like the way I tend to DM as I, I as I am the unassigned forever DM. I really like DMing though. But it's like you need to have like, a good mix of comedy, even if you have like a more dark moment. Is like as long as you like can come back to it. Like, ah, I am the lich and I am here to kill everyone. It's like whatever. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I could do a grim dark. We tried we with tried, one yeah. DM and hmm. we didn't want it to be grim dark, but he kept trying to make it as grim dark as mm. possible. 
And so it just kept, I, that was where I created Kevin. So it was just very totally different from what we had intended as players and what he intended as a DM. And then mm. it, we, we couldn't reconcile that at yeah. all. That was bad. That's that. Well, on a plus side, we got, or maybe, maybe it's a negative, but we got Kevin Capona. So uh, that that is a negative, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trust me. Sometimes he just sits with me, and I'm like, I want him to go away. Why won't he <laughs> leave me alone? He, this is a, not a real person. And he goes, Yeah, but what if I am? <laughs> what if you're slowly losing? grasp on reality and all of this is in your head <laughs> who gets famous because of this voice are you serious <laughs> shit he got me again <laughs> he outsmarted me not again <clears throat> oh, stranger um, so, things have happened yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly yeah it's okay you're not a psychopath <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, normal part of my voice, uh, normal part of my brain telling me I'm okay. Yeah, th thank you so much. <laughs> um, so, Harvey, um, what uh, are there any RPGs you haven't played that you've been interested in possibly playing in the future? I have been wanting to get into a superhero-based uh, tabletop game for several years now. I've looked at things like um, Mutants and Masterminds. What's that new one that's come out? It's City of City of Dusk or something. Um, I should know. It's the one that <laughs> Runesmith is super into. I can't remember the name of it, but yes. Yes. Um, I think that I think I've wanted to have a look at Savage Worlds for a while because I've, I've heard a lot of people in the Eberron community, unsurprisingly, uh, talking about that. Um, so there are things which I want to get into. I want to get into again. Like I've I've played one game of Call of Cthulhu back in like 2016, I think. And since then, haven't touched it, but have kept like hearing things about it, looking at it. It's just a matter of uh, of time for me, I think, because as I say, I, I tend to be the DM. So usually when we are playing, it is my choice of game. And that would that would be easy for me you'd think but the thing is is that the friend groups i have um i have a group with my uni friends and a group with my friends i know back from when i was at school we're all very busy but we all know 5e so that's just what's been driving us even though there are other things on the backlog so to speak I think that is very difficult because I'll, I'll do that as well i'll see a system and i'm like i really want to try that uh, Call of Cthulhu, but there's a different version called Octung Cthulhu, which instead of taking place during, you know, the 1920s, it takes place during World War II, and it ah. has more Nazis, and you get to enjoy a, a lot of that fun aspects of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just, <laughs> I learned the rules, and I'm like, this would be great, but then I don't want to run it because, man, I really want to play in it, and I think that that is hard sometimes being a forever DM. That's that's always the rub. Is like, ah, oh, this is fun. One day I will play. Not today, though. <laughs> we have um, so many RPGs on our shelf that will just never be played because you know, either I'm the only one who's interested in playing it, or like like we've got we've got the old school Maid Cafe or the the Maid RPG, hmm. which is notorious. Um, <laughs> we have a Mexican uh, telenovela. The telenovela uh, which RPG. I'm so excited about, and we're never going to play. I'll have to uh, get a pen and write some of these down. I think. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll send you a list because we've got so many good ones. 
that we just uh, that you can also not play as well. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I look forward to it. Uh, there was one that we were really excited to play, and we actually so we used to be a part of a group called uh, RPG Discovery, where every Monday we would get together and we would try different RPGs. But because of COVID, all of that fell apart, and mm. I really miss it. But we tried one called Overlight, and that was. That was a weird fever dream of an RPG system. It's a really good system, and I think there's a lot of potential there. But uh, it is it is a very dark dark story when you look at it. It's all rainbow and very prismatic, and looks very light and fun. And then you're like, oh, genocide! What what is going on here? This is huh. this is too much. Yeah, it's um, you know, you look at the art and you start reading, and you're like, oh, cute little little tree rodent guys oh look at these cool these cool you know flying dinosaur raptor guys yeah this is so cool and then you start reading into it and it's like and then they killed everyone oh god <laughs> what is going on <laughs> like uh, these are kind of like super happy tree friends but an rpg or something it, like so that very, very it, i think similar, it would have yeah. very yeah like the banari which were uh the tree people so they're like rodents but they can uh, give themselves aspect using wood that they just kind of grow around themselves like little mech suits. And I was like, that's really huh. cool. And then like, oh, but if their actual tree dies, they become soulless husks. What the <laughs> fuck, <laughs> guys? Take it easy. Yeah, so one of their trees burned in the last war and uh, just a billion people, or not a billion people, like like thousands and thousands of people are just empty husks now. Fuck, man, that's, <laughs> you, can't, you can't hide this in the, in the text. It looks so nice. <laughs> RPGs that subvert what you expect of them are always interesting, but that's uh, that's particularly interesting. I highly recommend it to anyone who wants to play it. What did you say it was called? Overlight? Overlight. Overlight. Uh, I think that none of us knew what we were getting into. Maybe that would have been different because like, yeah. we got into it and we're like, this is light, this is going to be fun, it looks like it's bright colored, it's all prismatic themed, it's it's going to be interesting. And they're like, oh yeah, but you have to break into these cells that hang underneath the shard where you live, and if you fall from them, you just drift out into space forever. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's hmm. too much. Guys, that's too it's, much. It's 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 a really interesting one though. It feels like the gameplay that mechanics wise kind of similar to I wanna say like Exalted. And but it's like it's like Exalted but rules light. Like it's not quite as heavy as Exalted is. Anyway, um <laughs> 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 anyway, Segway. after all the t after all the talk of that, let let's go to something much later and uh, let's talk about. Uh, you want you want hang on? Do you want to pitch Good Society? You haven't pitched it this episode. Hey, so everyone should play Good Society. It's a lot of fun. What's That's it about? Good Society is a Jane Austen RPG. Um, so. Every player uh, gets to be a main character and one like minor character in a collaborative role-playing like Jane Austen novel. So everybody has like their connections to all of the other players, uh, their relationships. Uh, some things might be secret, some things might be not. And then everybody's got desires that they're trying to fulfill. And then uh, you go through different novel phases and chapters as you... Uh, uh, slowly kind of go through the rural England early 18th century Regency uh, 
it, it is middle society. It is a good RPG. Gentry. I will say that as 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 much as I harass you for, I think they are paying you. Is what I'm. I'm I really wish they would. Yeah, I don't I, I've know actually why been you thinking about so much, but. how I can get uh, the creators on the podcast. It's a really nice system, and I think that uh, if you are looking for something that is very rules light and a little more freeform and a little more collaborative, it, it's really good, especially mm-hmm. if your players are. Uh, good at improv, I think mm-hmm. that definitely helps. No, oh, sounds cool, and it it allows you to explore different aspects of things than you'd normally get to explore in like D and D and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so Steve, would you uh, continue our questions with the one that I have highlighted on the screen right now? I can't read that. Does it say to Wanfu? Oh, to Eberron. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh. So what brought you into Eberron as opposed to just traditional D&D? So I am fairly new to Eberron, actually. Um, I heard about Eberron when I was probably just finishing college and then going to uni. Um, But I didn't really get into Eberron for quite some time. I think part of me thought it was, oh, it's like Faerun or Greyhawk or Dragonlance. And while all those are fine settings, as I kind of said, I had my own setting at the time which i was content gming for erstwhile so with eberron it came around that i wanted to gm a new setting i just finished deming a really long campaign and so i started reading into it and my very very good friend adam got me a copy of rising from the last war for christmas and since then i have been hooked like really i did not expect to fall in love with Eberron as much as I already have I just think I just think like I kind of say it's it's such a diverse world and there's so many facets of it which I think some other um, settings might overlook but Eberron really has a widespread look especially like in the community especially Keith Baker I read his blog constantly i actually have a, a notebook going right now which is where i go through and right if i see something interesting i'm like write that down write that down uh but it's just such a well and intertwined world where it has this magic system but then it's like well how would that work if it was widespread and i've got magical monopolies you've got halflings riding dinosaurs um you've got uh dragons and Rakshasa trying to control the fate of destiny. Well, that's a bit campy. Maybe just the Draconic prophecy, but still, it's like it's it's so interesting. I think if I could give it a word, I know that's such a boring word, but it's true. No, I think that sums it up nicely. Is that uh, it has that so so the way that we always describe it is it has a crunch like it's not just something that you're eating that's like a mush it's got that texture to it and, and it's got the crunch and you just really enjoy the the mouth feels of it because every time you find another facet of it you're like what i didn't expect that it's very different than just you know forgotten realms mush exactly like like chunky peanut butter like mysteriously chunky peanut butter exactly see that you, you know you know what we're talking about <laughs> exactly yeah gross but, you know, I've, I've probably been into Aberon for one two years now um yeah you and i are on the same boat here steve got me into Eberron 
he's been a fan for a while and um it's really it's really disconcerting for me because because for some reason people think that i'm like a voice of authority and sometimes i have to go onto the large eberron server and just be like hey guys i have no idea what i'm talking about right now can you help <laughs> So it's impressive because you you know a hell of a lot more than I do all the time. I'm just like, yeah, no, I've got so many RPGs jammed into my brain. I don't remember what settings is. Yeah, it's all it's all part of the parcel, isn't it? The the, the learning experience. I, I think that's fair. That that is that is very true. Uh, I think that there's a lot to learn, and then learning it side by side with putting out something every week makes it a little easier because there are things hmm. that. I'm not familiar with that I should be familiar with that I'll suddenly pick up on and be like, oh yeah, of course, I remember this because of that. And we covered this. And so it, it makes it feel more natural learning instead of just like, because I get bogged down in the book sometimes. I'll start a chapter and I'll make it about halfway through and then I'm like, eh, I can't read anymore because uh, I, I've got, I'm terrible about that. I jump around. I have to jump around all the time. I think that's that's something you can do with Eberron, though, because, like I say, such it's, it's such an intertwined setting. If you're like, oh, well, I'm reading about this, but I'm not really feeling this right now, I'll jump to this book or this paragraph or this page, and I'll read from there. It's like you'll still come back to what you're reading originally, but it's just like it gives you a fresh perspective on something else at the time. A very f fair point. I, I think that is uh, the case with a lot of it. I, I've got I, so a lot of the books that I had I read way back in the day and I just don't remember bits and pieces of it I even read a bunch of the novels and then going back through them there are things that I just blatantly missed and I'm like man I can't believe that I didn't read this or I misinterpreted that and it's it's nice to get that fresh look on it that fresh perspective absolutely so you haven't been in Eberron that long. What made you decide to go all in and do Papers, Please? <laughs> um, so I think to answer that, I need to go back a bit. Ever since I started DMing way back when I was playing the kind of fast and loose system that me and uh, my group of friends developed at the time, I have always had a fascination for table props. Um, I love props in general. Um, I think every time I watch a film, I'm most of the time I am looking at what the actor is holding rather than the actor. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, especially in D and D, it's like if if the GM says uh, you you enter the room and on the desk you find a a lone letter, the moonlight coming through the window casting its beams across it, and then he and then they they hand you a letter. I think that is such a cool feeling you get to feel the paper you get to open it you get to examine what's in front of you rather than just having it as like um a quick cheat sheet or cue card or the dm says it aloud it's like it's something you can hold and refer back to and i i like to go above and beyond where i can just because it's such it's a field that really interests me a month or two ago i started to source some of my own paper after watching a uh, a video adam savage did talking about a grail diary prop from anina jones 
and how he had like onion skin paper or this type of paper was laid paper and I, I really catched on to that. I like to use wax seals where I can. Um, I think the favorite document I've ever made, I've got it with me now, was a contract for the party who were traveling by ship. The captain was a gif, a giant hippopotamus man. And so I thought, well, this is gonna be, this is gonna be like the contract from The Hobbit. This is gonna be a highfalutin, legal jargon filled document. And sort of where everything comes together is when you get given a document, it isn't necessarily just a piece of paper. It can have something funny in it. Um, it's more than just the ink. It can be tragic, the comedy. It can be a vital clue or a, a world building stitch. I, I hope you don't mind, but I, I would like to read one of the paragraphs I wrote in this. Please, contract. no, no, absolutely. The, yeah, read, read away. We're, we're <laughs> I'm enthralled. Um, this is the very last paragraph. Um, there are many. I, I don't know if I said. Maybe I did. I, I'm such. I'm so scatterbrained. I'm so sorry. It's like six A4 pieces of paper all stitched and waxed together. Oh, God. <laughs> it's 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 almost length of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, last paragraph reads um, Expedition undertaken entirely at crew's own risk Present company shall not be liable for injuries inflicted by or sustained as a consequence thereof Including, but not limited to Lacerations, eviscerations, incineration, inflammation, disintegration, suffocation, marginalization, decapitation, experimentation, fragmentation, transmutation, mortification, intoxication, excommunication, contamination, and or drowning <laughs> I think that's that's how I'm going to end every list now and or drowning. <laughs> but yeah, like I say, so I think props, especially table props and D&D handouts, they can be so much more than the paper they're printed on. So com coming back to the question, Papers, Please is essentially my best attempt to combine the love I have for table props with the newfound love I have of Eberron. Like, when I was looking through the book, I read about the spell casting license and the weapon license, and I read about uh, identification, and then I saw some people on Reddit making telegrams and letters of mark and travel permits, and I looked at that, and I was really inspired. Uh, but forgive my... Um, my pomposity, if I dare say, but I thought I could do better than that. And so <laughs> and so I was really inspired by Annie Atkins. She does props for uh, Wes Anderson's films. If you've seen The Grand Budapest Hotel, you've seen her work. Um, so I took ideas from that and I looked at the given references already from um, older editions where they have like a, a letter of Mark, I think, in one of the 3.5 books. Mm-hmm. God forbid, I don't remember which one. Um, <laughs> but took look at that, and then I went and... Because I did graphic design when I was at school, and I know that's nothing you brag about when you're coming up to 24. But I took all that, I took the knowledge I had, and I just thought, I'm going to make these. And I did, and I did to a quality and standard which I thought fit in Eberron. I always kind of see Eberron as this um, setting which is... And a, a rough approximation of like a 1920s art style in a fantasy world. Um, 
So I really, I ran with that, and that's, I understand that's a very, it's not, maybe it's a long-winded answer, I don't know, but it's a very round the round the bush answer, but still, that's, that's why I did it. I love it. I was going to say, around the bush, maybe, but it, worthwhile, yeah. absolutely. Definitely. There's so much there. And when I was looking through, I was really just inspired immediately by the quality of them. Like, the birth certificates, I was like, that's both unnecessary and then also amazing. I would love to hand my players a birth certificate and be like, here you go. Do the yeah. stuff for you. I would love to see your parentage. I would love to have your birthday down on there. And it's just little things like that. Uh, and then mm. the ID and building off of that. It, it's really very clever. And I'm really excited to have them in my games. I, I love papers. I absolutely love papers and forms and documents. So I am ecstatic about this. <laughs> Yeah, I, and like, um, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go, go, go ahead. I have, no, I have had a habit of cutting you off several times now, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we both are excited. I was just going to say that um, I love the, the um, oh, fuck, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, the lines on the papers to make them harder to forge. Yes. Um, the fuck is that called? Oh, Watermark? You think I would know? I, watermark would be close. Uh, it's kind of so, like, like all of like the squiggly lines that that were on a lot of the papers. It's it's so that technically you can't like you can't like print them easily. Like oh, okay. they do it on, they do it on um like checks and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so that you can't forge them, or it makes it harder to forge them. I loved it. I thought it was super super good, inventive, Thank unique, you. amazing. Yeah, like I like I said, I just I tried to make a believable document first and foremost and just like as you say with the birth certificate is you can give it out to players and that's very cool for them but i think also with eberron you could take that and perhaps use it for a more intrigue based plot you could say oh, okay well there's this lord who has this disowned son that nobody knows about but he's got a birth certificate if you get the birth certificate give the birth certificate to the players suddenly they've got leverage over him oh yeah that's i wouldn't even think of stuff like that yeah. So <laughs> all of the intrigue and all of the plot things, instead, I immediately went, well, I'm going to make them do a lot of paperwork and make them more <laughs> miserable. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, bureaucracy oh, is... It, it, is yeah, the, the, immediately know. the paranoia vibes, because there's a, an RPG system called Paranoia. And in that, uh, I have a stack of forms, because they had a supplement for theirs uh, that was uh, just forms and more forms. And so there's forms to requisition more forms. There's forms for your <laughs> firing your gun. There's forms. So in order to fire a gun, you have to fire an intent to fire your gun. You have to file all of that. Uh, and then every form has like trick questions on it just to make everything ridiculous. There's there's a form that's it's entirely meta. It's a bathroom. The bathroom form. Yeah, form. absolutely. <laughs> so you have to fill that out and... Uh, it, it asks like when the last time you ate was, when the last time you drank was, when the last time you used the red. Like it's 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 yeah. Uh, I, I, and then a just, lot of the questions also have that intent. Like, hey, uh, what about this thing? And you're like, well, oh, okay, I'll answer that question. And they're like, well, hang on, you don't have any knowledge of that. How did you know that? And now I have it written down. So I'm gonna have to question you and interrogate you for the remainder <laughs> of the evening. Enjoy. Paranoia is great. Well, the, the, like anytime I think of like like props and things like that, that's where my mind goes. And then yeah. the quality of everything in there, I was like, man, it's just it's so good, it's so good. I just I want I want to make everyone's life miserable and give them a little <laughs> box full of paper that they have to fill out. 
we were discussing, because uh, we're going to a convention this winter, hopefully. You know, who knows? Um, Fingers crossed. Pandemic uh, is, is still a, a thing that's ravaging America um, and worldwide. Um, <laughs> but um, we, when I was looking through, I was like, we should, we should do, we should print some of these out, Steve, and we should have these as like part of the cosplay. Yeah, we, the press forms. We were the gonna have the form. press badges uh, to say that we're members of the press and see if that that worked. If not, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to contact you Talk and let you know yeah, that they okay. are not respecting your papers. Yeah. Um, well, if you wanna do that, you'll have to file another form um, first. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure we can get. I'm sure we can smooth it over. All right, fantastic. See, there we go. That's bureaucracy at work. Okay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So do you do a lot of arts and crafts for your in real life games? Um, I know that you had done the six page <laughs> giant contract, <yes>. but, <laughs> but did you start with that immediately? Is that? Uh, no, I think I started out just by, like I say, writing letters. Um, if it was more of a uh, futuristic setting, I would get out a, a electric typewriter I have and type up like a field report kind of desk thing, hand that out. Um, I, I've always had a arts and crafts bone in my body. Uh, I can't say where it originated from, but working with your hands is just such a, a gratifying thing. Like, I understand obviously all the documents um, from Papers, Please are digital, but that is still work put in. But also, it's like um, I've done uh, work with leather before, I have sewn, uh, I have done a uh, typical, um, uh, God, I can't think what to call it, but it's like your general arts and crafts sort of faff. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so I think it's it's always been something I've done, and I think that I just I'm able to channel it through D and D because um, how often do you need to write a travel permit between two fictional countries in real life? You can't do that, so you gotta you gotta do it in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> that is true, but I warn you, it will slowly begin to take hold, and it will become everything. Don't just just walk away. Just walk away now. Uh, I can't. I, it's, it's it's like a drug, honestly. Uh, since since I finished papers, please, I'm working on a a little overhaul of the the PDF, um, and with it, I think I was going to add another document, which I read about on Keith Baker's blog. Which was a an undead license. I think I called it a uh, a corpse possession license. <laughs> oh my goodness! Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> it, it had uh, like name of necromancer, circle and rank, uh, where were the undead found? Who are they? Reason for zombification. Um, ho hopefully, I'm going to get that out uh, soon. I've just been super busy looking for work, but. Uh, say la vie. Love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think that. Oh, I, th I thought. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. my fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's amazing, and I, I think that it's definitely a project that's just going to continue to grow. As oh, I hope so. I, I think that it's so fun when you find an outlet for your creativity within your hobbies, mm -hmm. uh, and 
I can't wait to see more. I'm really, really ecstatic about the, the prospects of just paperwork. <laughs> I just want to hang them up on the wall. I just want a birth certificate for Silas. And I want to frame it and I want to put it up on the wall. And Yeah, that was the day that I was born. I, the day. I don't, I think uh, Silas is from Sean, but I was thinking of working on a diploma for the eight colleges. It's oh. It's taken me a hot minute because I needed to decide what it the logo would look like. Um, I've kind of decided on an eight-pointed star, whereas in each... Um, it's not... Is it a 90-degree angle? It might be a 90-degree angle. Um, but I wanted to have a little sigil representing each of the colleges. Ooh, uh, some are more difficult idea. than others. I have no idea what to use to represent maths, but... <laughs> <laughs> Such is life. <laughs> that is that is a little more ridiculous and uh, difficult to figure out. So one thing that I want to say, uh, because we are, I'm sure we're getting ready to wrap up here and go into our actual questions. But before then, I want you to know that I immediately had a visceral reaction when looking through at the word telegram. And I was like, oh, no. I don't like this. No, no good. How can Telegram? And then immediately after you had a little blob, I was like, hey, this is why it's Telegram. I was like, fuck, damn it. That's yeah, it's actually very profound and makes sense. Damn it. Yeah, damn like it. like graph just is a graph and then Teller is uh, communication over a distance. So and they have telepathy. So why not a Telegram? Yeah, yeah, no, it again, it absolutely made sense. And looking at it, I was just like, that is the most logical thing. And I just immediately want to hate on things because I'm an old man. Well, I'm sure people do the same with like, you know, broadcasting with us. Because they want to, they see it as one word instead of two and yeah, don't understand. Yeah, but no, it's it's a broadcasting yeah. of a spell mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I like I, broadcasting. I, I will. I, I thank you for uh, Telegram. I'm going to use it now. I'm going to put it in there. And uh, Silas would be like, it's one of those newer words. I'm, I'm not super big fan of it. <laughs> we used to just call them sendings, but Telegram's fine. So, on to on to the difficult questions. Mm. Um, so if you if if you're sweating now, just wait. Uh, it's like 26 degrees. What's that in Fahrenheit? Uh, like 80? 80, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that's uh, what that's what our guest had said yesterday. It was about that. Yeah. Uh, so I now know yesterday. maybe where your guest is from. Part of the world anyway. <laughs> but yeah, she said that she was dying of heat as well. Hmm. She said it wasn't bad. She said it was in the 70s and 80s. But... Uh, oh, and she did say it was rather warm. That's yeah. super warm for... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's because our houses obviously not made to um, expel heat. They're meant to retain it. Most of the year, it's just, it, it heats up like an oven. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Most houses in the UK don't have, like, air conditioning. Yep, never moving there. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> to our fans in uh, Europe, uh, we're not coming out there. I, I don't know how to tell you. I'm so sorry to disappoint you. No, that's why you go during, like, fall and spring. Because that's, like, they were like, oh, you know, come to Italy. It's wonderful. And I was like, oh, I could go to Italy. When I was younger, and then someone told me they had no air conditioning, and it was hotter than hell. And I was, I don't want to go to Italy. Uh, I felt when I when I visited the U.S., um, I was visiting as a student, and I remember my first thought when I left the airport was that I have left the airport and I have walked into a sauna. <laughs> where uh, Where did you study? 
Uh, I studied in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, oh. That's not too far from Ooh, here. Greensboro's a nice yeah. area. No, but it's humid. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. yeah. You swim through the air. Yeah, you do. Just, yeah, yeah very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. The worst part was I forgot my floaties, so. Oh, no. <laughs> it was just Yikes. heat all the way down. <laughs> um so you 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 have created papers please and we've we've created the echoers we've created radio in eberron if you could introduce something to eberron or any fantasy setting honestly what would that thing be i think i would introduce to eberron a uh, scar uh, especially two-tone scar um the simple reason is that I just like I just like ska music, um, but I also feel that it, it fits the sort of modern post-war Eberron, um, because obviously it has its its inspirations being uh, blues and jazz, which kind of fits Eberron's noir vibe, but it's also more uplifting and hopeful. I think um, still, well, conflict brews music thrives, but it's. It's interesting because me and a friend have talked about this a whole lot, is that Eberron, at least in our opinion, is in the sort of Mobius strip that encircles the ends of World Wars 1 and 2, in the sense that we've just had this great war, and then the other half where we've come out of this mass destruction, and this is the time for cultural change, that's what I think is the most interesting about the setting is it poses you all this history but it's also saying hey the world is changing now and i think that's why scar would fit in so well because that's sort of what aligns with our own time also i just i just really want to hear uh, i've been riding on my horse by kevin capona so <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I would love so. I I am I'm a huge fan of Scott, and I, I tried my best to bring it in when we had on uh, Bardic Mystery Tour. They <laughs> did a song, Retroactive Continuity or Retcon, and that that song is a fucking bop, man. I heard that, and I didn't need to hear anything else. It was so good, and I, I'm glad that we got that in there because it was just. But I, I really wish that there were more ska bands. <laughs> Uh, I, I've been to Warp Tour. I saw Real Big Fish back in the day, and mm -hmm. man, I absolutely, I, I can't, I can't get enough of that. I can't get enough of it. It's upbeat. It's happy people music. Yeah. It, is, it is all the good in the world, even when the song is awful. Ex yeah, exactly. It's like sometimes, sometimes it being awful makes it more good in a roundabout way. Or, or like you know, like uh, there, there's songs that I just immediately get stuck in my head. Mr. Smiley by Mustard mm. Plug is is a very dark song, but it's so upbeat you just can't help but enjoy singing along. Yeah, uh, Madness did a song called Cardiac Arrest, which is about someone going into cardiac arrest, but at the same time, <laughs> the most upbeat thing you can imagine. So you, you can't can't be unhappy with with Sky. It it just to, touches a place deep inside you. Exactly. I, I would recommend uh, Madness and the Specials if you've. Uh, I've heard of neither of them. I'm going to yeah. add them immediately to my list because, man, I can't get enough of it. It's great when Ska comes on. Uh, like, I, I have a Ska playlist on Spotify, and I'll be in the kitchen listening to it, and it'll come on. And 
just the looks the looks of the other house members because <laughs> uh just steve jamming out to his weird music i think if you're starting with madness i would recommend probably either house of fun or our house um those are probably the two they're best well known for um the specials i'd recommend ghost town i think that's probably the best well known of their songs i'm not saying it's the best but it's only the best well known well, I am delighted to look into these and having more uh, music. There's just something so enjoyable about big band. I don't, I don't know what it is that that delicious, delicious brass. It just the trumpet, the trombone, the the uh, saxophone. Any any of those getting mixed up into it just makes it feel better. It's just alive. It's just, absolutely. Yeah. There's like 10 guys on stage playing when it doesn't feel like Mumford and Sons where all of them are just kind of muddled that you can distinctly hear every member of that band. I was going to say, and, and they're not like, no, never mind. Don't say that. Um, <clears throat> they're not what, Rebecca? I was going to say like weirdly white. And kind of... No, they're, they're all, yeah, yeah. Mo most yeah. ska yeah. bands most are weirdly white. Are yeah, super yeah, absolutely. White. Yeah. That is, mm. that is fair. That is a fair critique. Yeah. So, moving on. <laughs> Um, from that topic, uh, immediately, <laughs> if you could cast a single spell from, uh, any edition of D&D &D or, uh, other RPGs, what would that spell be? I, I thought about this long and hard. I think whenever someone asks me, my usual go-to is prestidigitation. It's a cantrip. It is so useful it can do so much stuff but i'm gonna go with a different one uh, it's not from the phb or any of the wizards released books it's from exploring eberron um it's on silent sanctum <laughs> and if anyone is not familiar with the spell essentially you cast a five foot bubble around yourself and anyone trying to listen in uh, mechanically has to make a perception check at disadvantage likewise if you want to hear anything outside you make a perception check at disadvantage it also gives you advantage on spells like command um i can't see that coming into much use in real life but that's it's it's dnt use but in terms of like bringing that into real life i think that it's a really useful spell like recording could be a perfect example of you have a sound booth on the go you can make your conversation more private um i, I think there's a ways that can go beyond its intended use as well which i just haven't thought of i think it's quite a interesting simple spell i do think it's a cantrip um again i don't know if i said that because i'm horrible at just saying things and then i immediately forget <laughs> what i've said um <laughs> um but yeah, I think that would be a really interesting spell to bring through to real life beyond just um, something like prestidigitation or mending. I think we're going to have to take prestidigitation off because I think that, uh, that we're getting better answers if we don't have that on there. <laughs> no, um, I think that because uh, it's it's on Andere's secret sanctum. Andere. Dare. Silent Sanctum. Silent Sanctum. It's Thank right you. there. We have. We, we can. Yeah, grab I know. Exe is literally in arm's reach, but I'm lazy. No, there's there's so many uses. Um, you can be like, you you can you can ethically be that guy, who you know has the stupid little stereo in your pocket listening to music, 
on your phone, but like out loud instead of like having earbuds in. And exactly. then you're not going to have a lot of people hate you for it. Yes and no. The five foot thing, I think, is what makes that a little... Because uh, uh, then now there's this weird bubble that I have to walk through when I'm on the bus or the train. And I think that that is the only... Like, I think that if it was a little smaller, you'd be less intrusive. But yeah, no, I I agree that it would make it uh, that and just, you know, private conversations really quickly. Although I would immediately be like, what are they talking about? Why has it got to be in that bubble? Now it's bad conversations. Now I'm Mm. on edge. Now I'm going to try and listen. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you hear what Rebecca said last night? No, I didn't. She said it in the bubble. I have no idea. (laughs) Oh, you were in the bubble. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> just immediately on edge anytime someone's like we're gonna talk in the bubble everybody <laughs> bubble three minutes <laughs> what are they talking about in there I don't wanna I don't wanna talk <laughs> and does just your head have to be in how does that work Did, like are you, you just think you're thinking too hard now standing in a big gray bu- bubble and like your legs are sticking out of the bottom <laughs> I think if you're taller than five feet I guess yeah I think the idea of like bringing spells into real life is probably you, you could you could change them a little. No one's gonna I, I, I think no one's gonna true. rules lawyer. Yeah, I, I also think that that should be more true for D anD D as well. I think there should be a lot more flexibility when it comes yeah. to mm. limiting a spell in that regard. Keith does that a lot um, with threshold. For example, during the last session that just just released, one of the players used charm person, mm. but on a blast disc to try and make it not explode. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. You know? Yeah. She's just like, hey, blast disc, what if you didn't explode? And the blast disc was like, all right, fam. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that harkens back to the the use magic device ability of 3-5, because mm-hmm. you would assert your will over something magical. So I can, I can see where he's coming in with it. that. It's it's a weird ruling, but I can, all right. It, it was you, you should watch it. Oh wait, um, so <laughs> I, I want to watch it. It's just they're so long. They're so you, I have long. I have no no ability to do something that long. I can barely get through our show. Well, <laughs> I'm just being honest. Our show is the the five minutes makes it unbearable. The five minutes. Yeah, when it was thirty, it was all right. Thirty five minutes. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> Ten times longer, and I hate it. And I You've never got that on record now. So, oh no, I'll, I'll tell everyone our show is terrible, and you shouldn't be listening. <laughs> wow, rude. Well, I'll tell them that it's great, and they should. Yeah. Damn it. Ha. Yeah. Oh, who are you gonna believe the guy who created Papers Please or the guy who created? <laughs> 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 Trust me, I I know taste, guys. I have very good taste. And this uh, this chunky peanut butter is it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's gonna end I up being so. the name of of the OOC. It's just chunky peanut butter. The weird butter. chunky peanut butter. All right, yeah. let's do it. Sounds- Mysterious chunks. It's all uh, not what you think at all. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> I don't even know what I think it is yet. <laughs> but it's not that. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to hazard a guess. Um. So I couldn't. So I wanted chunky peanut, but I couldn't afford it. It's more expensive. So I just mixed in gravel, and it got the same effect. <laughs> you want some crunch with that? <laughs> See, it's good crunch. 
Just don't chew it. You gotta just kind of like let it slide down. Oh no, Kevin, why? I ask that every day, Kevin. Why? No more, please. See, I, I, I like. I enjoyed these interviews where it's a little more limber and nonsensical. I'm terrified. Um. So, Harvey, um, why don't you? Uh, why don't you go ahead give us um the papers please pitch um tell all of our fabulous listeners where they can find your work um uh your social media all of all of whatever you want people to have no no yeah 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 that was sorry that was a no with a k um yes <laughs> I thought he was just like, yeah, no, I don't want anyone to know that I was associated with this fucking thing. No, Bye. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cryptid. I can't let them know. Um, <laughs> um, no, you can find me on Twitter at HNJClark. I need to, I, I'll probably check that's right. If that's not right, can we change that? Um, <laughs> like, I, oh. I'm looking you up right now. I was going to say, I, I don't know, know how we could change it other than me going like, it's HNJ Clark no. with an E. <laughs> that is correct. It is with an E. Um, oh yeah, cool. I nailed it. Yeah. Um, that is where I sometimes interact with the internet. Um, if you're looking for Eberron Papers, please, you can find it under that name on the DMs Guild. My pitch is essentially this. Across Corvair, the diligent and loyal scribes of House Service work tirelessly to produce and provide the civilized world with documentation. Identification papers, travel permits, birth and death certificates, lightning rail tickets, and more can be found in this collection. Essentially, when you buy this, you're going to get a PDF that tells you how to fill out these documents. It's going to give you written examples. Uh, presently, there are 27 different types of documents, uh, ticket certificates. Um, there are versions, if you want to instantly print them out on A4 paper, you can do so. Uh, if you want to edit them in uh, paint.net or your um, image editing software of choice, you can do so. There's seals, stamps, uh, textures, anything you want to sort of create your own personal document for either your character in Eberron or the game you're planning on running. And I hope that you thoroughly enjoy it. Thank you very much, Harvey, for joining us. And thank you, everybody, for listening to uh, whatever this was. And, and drowning. Drowning. <laughs> and peanut butter. <laughs> and peanut butter. Drowning in chunky peanut butter. That's that's a real nightmare there. L isn't logistically. Yeah. More... Oh, sorry. Isn't that more like suffocation? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. The, the... No, it's it's not weird like like liquidy peanut butter that they use in like like peanut butter lattes or whatever. I don't know. I've never had a peanut butter latte. Yeah. It's, it's Kevin Capone's own brand gravel peanut butter. <laughs> Funneled cake and graveled peanut butter. That's that's where it's at, guys. <laughs> I'm making bank in Eberron. Uh, thank you both, by the way. This has been very fun, very enjoyable, and I hope that you have a pleasant rest of your day. Thank you. Oh, I, I think that we will. I know that we're about to jump into the in-character, and I'm excited about it, and uh, we're definitely going to have to make sure that we invite you to Paranoia. That's that's all there is to it. I, I look forward to it. I'm going to fill out that bathroom form, lickety-split. 
No, you have to fill it out at the time. No, I'm not giving you bathroom privileges ah, at a time. No, that's ridiculous. My bad. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Well, thank you all. Bye. <laughs>